0: Scripture lesson this morning, first of all, from the book of Proverbs, these familiar words to, at least familiar to a lot of you, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your paths straight. And then these words from the Gospel of Matthew, the very first chapter, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Amen. Well, this morning I want to shine the spotlight on Joseph, whom I think is one of the most underrated characters in the whole Christmas story. Joseph is really a cool guy, spiritually sensitive and and courageous. Yeah, I think he's underappreciated. But then to fully appreciate Joseph, you need to know more about him. So let me tell you what we know. Joseph was a carpenter whose family lived in Bethlehem, just outside of Jerusalem. But he himself lived in the small village of Nazareth. He seems to have died before Jesus began his public ministry because there is no mention of him during this time. He may well, well have been older when he was married. Uh, tradition says that, uh, that he was a widower and uh, that he had several children when he became engaged to Mary, who would have been a young girl about the age of 14. The last we hear of Joseph in the gospel accounts is uh, when he was sharing anxiety with Mary uh, about the the lost boy Jesus. Remember, they lost him in Jerusalem. He was teaching the temple and just kind of disappeared. Uh, Mary and Joseph were quite distraught over that, wondered where the boy had gone. So that's really the, the last we hear of Joseph. But really, his role was crucial to the story. If you and I are to truly appreciate Joseph, we have to understand the terrible predicament in which he found himself, because it was no small thing in those days for his betrothed to be found pregnant. It was simply not socially acceptable. In those days, the engagement period lasted for a year. For all intents and purposes, you were married. The couple was married, although they lived separately, and were not permitted to have any intimate relations that could lead to the birth of a child. If a woman became pregnant during the year of betrothal before the marriage proper took place, she and both families would be utterly disgraced. It would be a huge scandal in the community, a social and religious disaster. Basically, the woman would have been considered to be an adulteress, and uh, in those days, the punishment for adultery was stoning, which was not always literally practiced, but the taint of sin stuck with a person, so that both family and friends, the community would have shunned her, so that for all intents and purposes, she was dead to the family and to the community, and uh, forgiveness was not possible. So, here was Joseph, who learned that Mary, his fiancée, was pregnant, and he knew that he was not the father of the child. So, can you imagine how Joseph, Joseph must have felt? Can you imagine his anger at the unfaithfulness of Mary? Mary. And his fear knowing that he and Mary would be the talk of the town. I mean, imagine the tittering of the town gossips at the local well. But being devoutly uh, faithful, he was a devout Jew, observant of the law, he struggled with his options. Does he make public Mary's unfaithfulness uh, to the law? Uh, And as the law and his own anger urged him to do... Or does he save Mary from humiliation by divorcing her quietly? And uh, Joseph, to his credit, was basically, he was a nice guy. He was not without mercy. And so after much soul-searching, he resolved to divorce her quietly. But I thought about this, and I thought, well, you know, in that small town, how do you divorce somebody quietly? (laughs) So I would imagine uh, that... uh, that um, Joseph would have sent Mary away. She would have had to leave the community. But then one night, an angel appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Uh, the word Jesus uh, in Hebrew is the word basically Joshua, which means Yahweh saves, God saves. Jesus is the Greek form of that, of the Hebrew name. So imagine Joseph's wonderment as he pondered this news. Mary, the mother of the Savior of his people, pregnant, pregnant. By the Holy Spirit? How can it be? Can it be true? What was all this about? So in light of this strange dream, after Joseph got over the initial shock of the whole thing, he re-examined his options. Wasn't easy. Does he publicly expose her, divorce her quietly, or does he now marry her as the angel commanded? So he thought about what he should do, and he weighed the alternatives. And here is where you and I can learn something from Joseph. Because, you see, Joseph didn't act impetuously or impulsively in anger as we might have done in a similar situation. He didn't simply fly off the handle. He wasn't led by his own feelings, making an even bigger mess than uh, the situation had already become. But Joseph, to his credit, stopped to think about his life and his course of action. He didn't want to do simply the conventional thing or the easy thing, which undoubtedly would have been to divorce Mary quietly and to be done with the whole thing. But being a just and righteous man, as Scripture says... He wanted to do the right thing. That is, he wanted to do what God wanted him to do, even if it seemed difficult or crazy or impossible. So that when he found himself in a tight situation, he asked himself the all-important question, what might God's plan be in all this? And how can God use me here? He thought about his life situation in light of God's plan and purpose. He was open to God's direction and was willing to trust and obey. One of the most, one of the more popular composers of contemporary Christian music is Michael Card. And he wrote a very popular Christmas song entitled Joseph's Song. And I'd like for us now to listen to the song. Uh, There's also some slides on the screen. And I want you to try and imagine what what it would have been like to be in Joseph's shoes. So listen as Joseph sings this song.
1: baby in my arms sleeping now so peacefully the Son of God the angels said how could it baby be the son of my love Father show me where I fit into this plan of yours how can a man be father to the son of God Lord for all my life I've been a simple How can I raise a king? How can I raise a king? He looks so small His face and hands so fair And when he cries The sun just seems to disappear But when he laughs it shines again how could it be father show me where i fit into this plan of yours how can a man be father to the son of god lord for How can I erase a king? How can I raise a king? How could it be this baby in my arms? Sleeping now so peacefully. The Son of God, the angel said.
0: Father, show me where I fit into this plan of yours. That was his constant prayer. Joseph was a purpose-driven, God-centered man. Being a just and righteous man, he had a heart for God and for God's purposes, and he wanted to make himself available to God. He wanted to be used by God in the situation at hand. I believe it was Joseph's attitude throughout his life. As he struggled with the options concerning Mary after his dream, he surely thought of the social pressures that would have been brought to bear against them. The pressure that he would feel to be married to an adulteress. This was a fearful situation. But we're told he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. That is, he responded with faith and obedience to God's plan. He said yes to God, and great things came of that trust and obedience. Christ the Savior was born. And then the angel spoke to Joseph again after Jesus' birth, saying, Joseph, take that child down to Egypt. It's dangerous around here. Herod has a plan to wipe out all the male children over the age of two, or under under two years of age, sorry. And Joseph, as spiritually perceptive as ever, prayed, Father, show me where I fit into this plan of yours. Desiring to be used by God, God again responded, or Joseph responded in faith and obedience, though his plan was difficult to carry out. And the the, the, uh, holy family traveled through that barren land out of harm's way. Because of Joseph's spiritual sensitivity, because of his desire to be used by God, the Christ child was spared, and you know the rest of the story. So it seems to me Joseph is a model of faith for you and for me. And we may not have angels speaking to us in dreams, although I think God speaks through dreams and through visions sometimes. But if you and I can cultivate that same sense of spiritual sensitivity through worship and through prayer, through the reading of Scripture, and by thinking a little bit more about our lives before God, we would then be more attuned to God's plan for us. And we might be more inclined to do what God would have us do in the particular circumstances that we find ourselves in. But so often, I think we go through life We don't listen to God. We don't ask the question, Lord, what are you up to in this situation and how can you use me here? But so often we just go blindly through life, led by our passions, our feelings, thinking we know what's best. And then we wonder why we make a mess of things. Joseph was a man who was in tune with God. God-centered god centered He made himself available to God and said, God, use me. I want to fit into your plan. Use me here. Show me how I can best serve you. These are questions that we should always be asking as we go through life. Because they're critical to our life's outcome. Now imagine if Joseph didn't have any spiritual sensitivity. What if he wasn't listening to God? What if he attributed his dream to what he ate and drank the night before? What if he simply refused God's plan for his life? What if Joseph didn't believe the angel's word and didn't act upon it? What if he simply just tuned the angel out? Well, that certainly would have changed the story and we wouldn't be talking about Joseph today. Father, show me where I fit into this plan of yours. That's one of the most important prayers we can pray. And we need to be praying it all the time. One of my roles as a pastor is to encourage each one of you to be theologians, to think about your life in God's light. You are. You're all theologians. You're trying to figure out what God is doing in the world and in your life. And we pray, Lord, show me where I fit in. But we have to be open. We have to be listening. We have to have our spiritual antenna up. We have to ask the questions. Lord, how can you use me? And so often we're not asking that question, off doing our own thing. And we miss out on so many opportunities to have made a difference for somebody. We weren't listening, we weren't paying attention. To use the words of Proverbs, let's trust the Lord with all our hearts, lean not on our own understanding. And we have the wonderful promise that if we acknowledge God in all all our ways, he will direct our paths. He will show us what he would have us do. If we are open, if we are listening, if we are saying, Lord, use me, The Spirit of God will speak to you. He will make clear what he would have you do. Let's pray. Lord, we offer ourselves to you. Fit us into your plan. Direct our steps. Show us how we can please you. Give us faith like Joseph. Amen.